Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and week 10 is in the books. And I don't know if the NFL does this on purpose, but this week was a family affair, and I'll get to that. Uh, so Bradley Chubb and Nick Chubb are cousins, they played against each other. Uh, James Cook, Dalvin Cook, brothers, they played against each other. Uh, Amon Ra and Equiminius St. Brown, they played against each other. And capping capping it all off on Sunday Night Football, it was supposed to be Nick and Joey Bosa going up against each other. But, of course, the Chargers being the Chargers, all their good players are hurt. What else is new? Uh, Yeah, just me this episode. Uh, So I'll be recapping the games. And to end it, I'm going to go over my top 32 quarterbacks right now. Uh... I think it's a pretty solid list. I like where I have guys. I guess we'll see what other people think. But yeah, we'll go from there. But I guess let's get right into the uh, Week 10 recap. Okay, so let's recap uh, Week 10. So like always, we'll start with the game that we just watched last, which was Monday Night Football. Uh, Washington 32, Philadelphia 21, and hmm... What's that sound that we hear? That is the 72 Dolphins popping that champagne. Uh, The Eagles are undefeated no more, but like always, let's start with the winning team. Let's start with the Commanders. Uh, This was a game that no one obviously expected the Commanders to win. And honestly, it wasn't a pretty win. That's something we can all say. They dominated the time of possession. It was 40 minutes to 20 minutes, which that that's absolutely insane right there. And then they also won the turnover battle 4-2. to two. I mean, some of those turnovers by the Eagles were horrendous. And I mean, that was really the whole reason why they lost the game. Uh, Antonio Gibson flash, Brian Robinson flash. I mean, they ran the ball. I think they both didn't average four yards per carry, but they ran the shit out of the ball and... It obviously worked a little bit. Um, other than that, for the Commanders, Taylor Heineke, I'm just happy that he's going to be a backup in this league for hopefully a while now. He's just fun to watch. He truly does not give a shit. He's just go out there and make a play. And sometimes that's just what you need at the running back position. Uh, let's get to the Eagles, though. They truly just lost the game. Like... There were so many moments where they had a chance and just completely blew it. Uh, The Dallas Goddard fumble, which was a clear missed face mask by the officials. I don't know how they didn't see that, but that fumble was huge. Uh, And then Quez Watkins, that deep, beautiful throw from Jalen Hurts. Quez Watkins catches it. They fall. He gets back up. He keeps going. And then tackle, forces the ball out. Commanders get the ball. Like, and that was to take the lead also. And then even to end the game, they were going to force a three and out, get the ball back with, I think, a minute 20 left or something like that. Taylor Heineke gives himself up, and then Brandon Graham slides in, hits him. It was kind of a nothing play, but, like, you still can't do that. That's the rule. You should know better, Brandon Graham. You've been in the league 
for, I mean, fuck, God knows how long he's contemplated retiring the last couple years anyways. But, yeah, the Eagles, they blew this. They had every chance to win this game. They didn't. So that 72 Dolphins record, that still lives on, and I love to see it. Uh, We'll move over to last Thursday night. uh, Falcons 15, Panthers 25. Not a great game, to say the least. Uh, let's talk about the Panthers, though, a little bit. Derek Brown Jr. is having a career resurgence right now. Uh, I think I read in the offseason he dropped 30 pounds to become more of a three technique instead of a nose tackle, and it's paying off. He dominated that game. He like He was super scary coming out of Auburn, and now that he's dropped weight and really refined his pass rush and I'm just happy that the Panthers have at least some exciting players to watch. Derek Brown seems to be one of those guys now. So him, Brian Burns, JC Horn, DJ Moore, and I'm fucking going to talk about this guy, Deontay Foreman, Tractor Cito Jr. Uh, he bounced around a lot to start his career, got drafted by the Texans. Uh, I think he went to the Colts and then the, then yeah, the Titans last year. And now he's on his fourth team already. And He's good. He's a good running back. The Panthers might have found someone that they can extend for the next couple years and run the shit out of him. He looks good. Uh, Other than that, the Panthers, yeah, played like the Panthers for the most part. P.J. Walker's hurt, I think, and I don't know if they announced the starter. I think they did. I think Baker's starting, but uh, so that should be fun. Uh, The Falcons, though. Maybe consider using Kyle Pitts a little bit more. I know I've been... Arthur Smith is a great coach. He knows what he's doing. And he does. The Falcons have been... I I won't say impressive, but they've been... Exceeded expectations for most people anyways. But you can't have Kyle Pitts blocking on a fourth down play to like basically seal the game. He is your most valuable weapon. Use him at least a little bit. Uh... I want to see Desmond Ritter play also, but I've read I've read reports, and by reports I mean tweets, that he doesn't look good and they don't consider him the future at all, so they're just sticking with Mariota, which I don't know how bad Desmond Ritter has to look in training camp, or not training camp, but in practice for them to stick with Marcus Mariota. So Falcons need to find a quarterback, uh, but yeah, we'll... Those two teams sucked. Uh, we'll go all the way to Sunday. The first game in Germany. And Tom Brady has now won in every international game he's played in. So I think that's London, Germany, Mexico, and then obviously... Does the States count? Either way, four countries for Tom Brady. That's pretty cool. Bucks 21, Seattle 16... The Bucks might be back. That defense has been solid all year. Uh, they got Antoine Winfield back. It looked good again today. They stopped Kenneth Walker on the ground. That was nice to see. Uh, and yeah, they. I mean, 21 points isn't a lot. The Seattle defense has been good this year, but I don't think it's that good where 
I don't know, Tom Brady and Mike Evans and this guy, Rashad White, he absolutely went off. I think he's probably going to take Lenny's starting job because I think Lenny's a little bit banged up too. Plus, see, that interception that he threw to Tom Brady, also, yeah, threw to Tom Brady, that was awful. I don't know why he thought that was a good idea. Yeah, let's throw to Tom Brady against potential rookie of the year, Tariq Woolen, who's about Brady's height, but probably runs a full second and a half faster than him at this point. So not a great decision by him, but the Bucks play in an easy division. They're probably going to get a home game. You, you can't, you can't discount the Bucks. You can't discount the Bucks. Um, over to Seattle though. Uh, they played a good game. It just, it just wasn't their game. The game did not go their way. Uh, couldn't get that run game going. I talked about it. Kenneth Walker, uh, he was more valuable in the passing game this week. Uh, yeah, not much really to say for Seattle. They've impressed. It was a far travel game for them, but just a few bounces didn't, didn't happen for them, but still a good performance against, uh, Maybe good Bucks team, maybe a playoff contender still. Who knows at this point, but uh, next game up, uh, first game of the afternoon slate here, Broncos 10, Titans 17. Uh, if you ever wondered what football was like in the 1960s, this was the game for you. This game started with nine straight punts from either side. I... I truly don't get it. It's such bad football. And the Titans had players out on their defense. So it's like, oh, maybe the Broncos can finally do something. Nope, that Titans defense is so well coached by Vrabel. They looked great. I mean, I don't even know if they looked great or if the Broncos are just that fucking bad. But uh, the one cool thing from the Titans, they had a flea flicker touchdown. So cool. Um, The Broncos, though. Here's a, here's a stat for the Broncos. If they scored 18 points in every game this year, they'd be 8-1. and one. Yeah, that's how bad that offense has been. That offense with Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Javante Williams for at least a quarter of the games. And I still have Melvin Ingram. who I mean, or not Melvin Ingram, but Melvin Gordon. And I guess he sucks, but... I, it should be better. 18 points is not a lot of points in today's NFL. And the fact that 8-1 and one, if they scored 18 points. Absolutely insane. That Broncos defense is still good, even without Bradley Chubb. I mean, I don't even know if I can say that too, because the Titans also just suck on offense. So the Broncos defense just did what they've been doing. So they didn't really get tested, I guess. But uh, they're also last in points four and first in points allowed. Uh, that hasn't happened since 1946. So maybe I was a little too respectful by saying this is what 1960s football looks like because it might look like 1940s football. Uh, we don't have to talk much about this game, though. We'll move on to the best team in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Brown 17, Dolphins 39. This game should have been a 40-piece, and I'm so disappointed. Jason Sanders... I shouldn't start off with this because so much was right about this game. Uh, but yeah, we have the best offense in the league by a mile. It's so great to see. We didn't we didn't punt 
this week. We didn't allow a sack this week with Miles Garrett going against Teron Armstead and Jadavian Clowney going against Brandon Shell. Yeah, and we didn't allow a sack with that. I was so happy to watch that team play. And Tyreek and Waddle weren't even the reason why we went off. It was the run game behind Mostert and Wilson, and it was Tua passing to literally the entire team. It was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful offensive football. I am so happy that Mike McDaniel is here. I am so happy we got rid of that fucking loser, Brian Flores, who couldn't put together an offensive staff to save his life. This is such a fun team. Our defense, I was very happy with our defense. The secondary, it's a little questionable, but our pass rush got home. Wilkins is a top five defensive tackle in the league. Bradley Chubb, not much to say about him. He's great. Jalen Phillips is really up and coming. And Zach Seiler had a forced fumble, which was awesome against Nick Chubb. It was great. That pass rush got home, allowed the secondary to just kind of sit back and take the easy stuff. Um, It is just the Browns. The Browns do suck. And we'll talk about them a little bit because I guess we have to. But... uh, they really just couldn't get the run game going. We stopped Nick Chubb other than that one, I don't know, it was probably like a 20-yard run that he had or something like that for a touchdown. But other than that, before that run, he was averaging like three yards a carry, and Nick Chubb does not do that. Um, and the, the Browns' defensive coordinator, he needs to go. Joe Woods, you have a lot of talented players on this defense. Make it work. Obviously, the Dolphins have the best offense in the league, so... It's kind of tough, but zero sacks, and you got Jadavian Clowney going against Brandon Shell. Brandon Shell, who wasn't even on a roster to start the year, and you can't generate any pressure, wouldn't have mattered because Tua would have evaded it and just thrown to Alec Ingold, the second best fullback in the league. Sorry, but Kyle Juszczyk is still the best. Um, yeah, the Browns, we'll see a week 13 when. Is it week 13? when that fucking predator comes back, but we can see then what your football team looks like and then talk about next year because no shot you're making the playoffs this year. Uh, next game up, though, we have the Saints 10, Steelers 20. Uh, really not much to say about this game. Wasn't that interesting. Najee Harris had a good game. Probably his real first good game of the season. That was nice to see. And George Pickens is going to be a monster in this league. I love what they're doing. They're just putting the ball in his hands and he's making plays. Uh, Kenny Pickett still leaves a lot to be desired, especially with the talent he does have around them. That offensive line is a problem for the Steelers and that needs needs to get fixed. But I, I, I need to see more than Pickett to especially warrant that first round draft slot that he had because anyone I talk to anyways which is really just me and my group of friends who probably know fuck all but we all didn't like Pickett and neither I don't think anyone had him QB1 but what do we know this is why I sit here and make a podcast so people can listen but uh other than that for the Steelers uh Mike Tomlin has now beaten every single team in the league except the Steelers obviously so that's cool, and yeah, I think that Matt Canada, the offense coordinator, is going to have to lose his job because it's you can't blame Kenny Pickett this early into his career, so 
that offensive coordinator, it's, it was bad under Big Ben, who, I mean, he's fucking, he was terrible, but still, it was still bad, and it's bad now. He needs to go, and obviously Tomlin's not going anywhere. So, uh, the Saints, on the other hand, total disarray. I don't even understand what they're going to do. Uh, they don't have their first-round pick. They're in cap hell. They have no young... T- I mean, they have a couple young, talented players, but it's not... They're not building. All of their talent is aging, really, at this point. Um, yeah, it's it's not looking good if you're a Saints fan. And just, just put Jameis back in. We know what Andy Dalton does. He doesn't... He's not going to win you a football game. And for you not having your first round pick at this point, put Jamison. He might be able to win you a game. If he loses you a game, you weren't going to lose that game with Dalton anyways. Uh, yeah, this Saints team, I think it's going to be a complete rebuild, overhaul. Fire the coach, fire the GM, because it's a dump. I, I, don't under, I don't know how they're going to come back from this. Oh, also another note, uh, they traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to the Eagles for, I think, a fifth and a sixth, and they gave the Eagles a seventh and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and he's now leading the league in interceptions. So, way to go, Saints. You gave away young talent, because I, I, I don't know what you thought you were doing. I was so wrong about them in the offseason. My God. Um... Next game up, though, was a high-scoring game here between two bad teams. Lions 31, Bears 30. I'm excited to watch the 2023 Lions. This team, they're building. We just talked about the Saints, who it's like, what the fuck are they going to do? At least the Lions are building. Jamal Williams, great. DeAndre Swift, hopefully he gets healthy, but when he's healthy, he's fantastic. Amon Ross St. Brown, amazing. Uh, Jamison Williams is supposed to come back sometime in December, so hopefully we get to see him. Hutchinson had an incredible game, and I'm going to talk about him a little bit here. I was on Twitter this past week, and after that Lions game last week where he went to go... I don't know. It was it was a play action, and he, he just blew up the wrong player. It was like a one-play snippet, and people talking about, oh, Hutchinson, like, people, like, he just works hard. He's not an actual talent. He doesn't know what he's doing. What a waste of a pick. He, like, for, I, first of all, I just fucking hate that, that that's how Twitter works and media as a whole works, where people single out one clip and base an entire opinion off that. Because there's some people like me. I mean, I don't watch the film. I watch the games. I'm not acting like I know better than anyone. I think I do. I like to argue. That's beside the point. But just taking a single clip and basing your opinion entirely off that, Hutchinson is a fantastic player. He made several plays in this game where you're like, holy shit. So I just hate general sports media and how people farm for clicks and shit like that. But... Uh, I like what the Lions are doing. They're they're building something. It's good. Jeff Akuda also looked good. I think he had a pick six. He did have a pick six. If he didn't, he at least had a pick. So, awesome. Uh, the Bears, on the other hand, a game you kind of want to win. But at the end of the day, you kind of do want a higher pick. So, not a bad loss to have. But 
Justin Fields has just been incredible these last few games. Uh, in his last three starts, he has 441 passing yards, 385 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, one interception. That's that's incredible. Like Those rushing numbers are great. When he rushes with the ball, I, it's like a combo of Lamar's speed, but with a Josh Allen build. And I, I, I have no idea if it's just me, but when Josh Allen runs with the ball, he kind of looks a little bit dopey. When Fields runs with the ball, he looks like a machine. He looks like a weapon. It's it's oh, he's so good. He does need to get better throwing the ball. I think that'll come with a better offensive line and maybe a true wide receiver one. But I like what the Bears are doing. This is another team that they're gonna have a shit ton of cap space in 2023 plus the draft, and I'm excited to see what they're gonna do. Um, ooh, next game up here. Not a good game if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills. Vikings 33, Bills 30. We got to start with the Vikings, though, because this is two straight weeks for the Bills where we haven't been able to talk about them first. But uh, the Vikings are 7-0 and in one possession game, and their only loss was to, at that point, the 9-0 and Eagles. Now the 9-1 and Eagles. So regardless, the Vikings have been... Winning, obviously winning a lot of games. Point margins, very thin. This is why people think they're a fraudulent team. They're a good team. They're a well-built team. It's just Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, and that's kind of all it boils down to. I I think Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback, and I'll talk about it when I rank my quarterbacks coming up here, but... He just, he has those plays and he made the plays against the Bills too, where it's just like, Kirk Cousins, what the fuck are you doing? That's like the worst, one of the worst throws I've ever seen. And this was 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. This wasn't even under the bright lights Kirk Cousins, where we know what he fucking does whenever there's a spotlight on him. But, uh, again, I like the Vikings. They're a good team. The NFC is wide open in my opinion, so... It's just Kirk Cousins. Uh, only other note for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson is a fucking dog. That catch, in my opinion, is better than OBJ's. Uh, I I honestly don't know how he caught that. That was absolutely absurd. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. The now second? Third? Third in the division? Are they third? I should check that up before I really talk, but... Either way, the Buffalo Bills haven't scored a second-half touchdown since week six. That is absurdly bad. I don't even, like... Uh, yeah, fuck, they're, they're third in the AFC East. That's hilarious. Um, Yeah, I don't... Yeah, since week six, you haven't scored a second-half touchdown. That can't happen. That's completely on coaching. I mean, obviously... Let's just talk about Allen for a bit. He's made some unbelievingly mind-blowing what-the-fuck-are-you-doing type plays. Like Carson Wentz trying too hard types of plays. You don't want that comparison. You don't want, oh, Josh Allen had that crazy run last year like Carson Wentz had with his MVP year. And now all of a sudden he's reverting back to old Josh Allen where he's trying way too hard. I'm not saying I still love Josh Allen. I think he's still the second best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. And 
oh, oops, spoiler alert there. But because, um, again, without Josh Allen in this game, the game's not even close. The Vikings would have rolled over them. Uh, you win with Josh Allen, you lose with Josh Allen. This is uncharacteristic for lately Josh Allen. So I expect them to turn around. He is hurt. That team is banged up. So is everyone, though. The Bills just have to be better. Uh, I mean, yeah, Allen's costly turnovers. That fumble in the end zone where it was literally just a QB sneak and just dropped the ball. I mean, that Gabe Davis catch, like the refs tried to help the Bills win too. They had 12 men on the field. And then when the Vikings were trying to score a touchdown there to take the lead, and then that Gabe Davis catch, which wasn't a catch. Uh, And with all of that, they still couldn't win. I still like the Bills. They need to get healthy. Uh, Trey White needs, like if Trey White was in that game, maybe Justin Jefferson doesn't play as well. Who knows? But... That's a lot of lot of excuses, but for now, Bills, third in the AFC East. Love saying that. Uh, next game up, though. Texans 16, Giants 24. The Giants just keep doing this. They're 7-2 and two now. I, I really don't get it. And even before this game, I saw Xavier McKinney had an ATV accident, so he was out. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's a pretty big loss. And now they... They still do it. I mean, Danny Dimes had a perfect passer rating. Uh, Saquon is the complete driving force of this team. I think he had 35 carries for like 150-some yards. He, he's been absolutely unbelievable this year. But yeah, Giants just keep winning 7-2. Crazy that they're going to make the playoffs. Um, the Texans, though, Damian Pierce is really good. That's he, He's fun to watch. Uh that defense, it, it, it has some young players. They need to work on some stuff, but Damian Pierce is really the only foundational piece on that offense that's I like. I mean, Tunsil's there too, but I don't think Tunsil wants to play for the Texans anymore because why the fuck would you? Uh, and yeah, having your one foundational piece be a running back, maybe not the best thing. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Pierce is... Uh, fifth in rushing yards, and he leads all rookies in scrimmage yards. So, yay for Damian Pierce. He's really good at football. He runs his ass off. Uh, next game, though, we got Jag 17, Chiefs 27. Pat Mahomes is now the MVP front runner. Uh, Tua is right behind him, by the way. I should have talked about Tua more because Tua's fantastic, but Tua's number two in the MVP race. Just saying. Uh, but Pat Mahomes is one. He leads the league in yards, leads it in touchdowns. The Chiefs are really good. They're now number one in my power rankings. Uh, they, they did their job. Kadarius Tony had his first touchdown of his career. He looks shifty. Uh, it's kind of scary that if the Chiefs really get him going and what he did for the Giants, what he could do with the Chiefs. Uh, and Isaiah Pacheco, too. He led the team in carries. This week, he did have a fumble, but I think he still averaged five yards a carry. So that Chiefs offense is looking good. Brett Veach is absolutely killing the GM game as of late. Uh, The one tough thing that did happen was Juju did get a concussion. Nasty hit. Uh, Don't know how long he's going to be out for because, I mean, concussions are such a hard thing to actually assess. But... uh, He's going to be out for 
good amount of time, decent amount of time anyways, but hopefully Tony gets in the fold more and it won't hurt as much, and then they get Juju back for the playoff run, and fuck, who knows what's going to happen then. Um, the Jags, though, I like what the Jags are building. I mean, we talked about it last week. This is going to be a fun team next year. Kirk has been unbelievable. They'll get Calvin Ridley. Travis Etienne looks great. Uh, this was a good game from Trevor Lawrence, but it wasn't a great game. So, again, last week we talked about the epic highs and lows of Trevor Lawrence, and this was just a good game. It was consistent. He did what he needed to do. Didn't make many mistakes. It was a good building game for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the score was closer than it looked, but... I, it's a good game for the Jags building forward. We lost to the Chiefs by 10. We lost to a Super Bowl contender by 10. Uh, also, weird note, but the Jags have the same point differential as the Dolphins, and that's plus 11. So, yeah, the Jags are a weird team this year. They're building something. Another one of those 2023 teams where, maybe. Uh, whoa. Next game up, though, uh, Colts 25, Raiders 20. Uh, I'm going to start this uh, recap with a quote. Uh, the Raiders are horrible. Jeff Saturday, October 30th. This was when he was a part of the media. Jeff Saturday, of course, is now the Colts head coach. And yeah, he's right. The Raiders are fucking horrible. Uh, but again, we talk about the Colts. Great job by the fucking Colts. Great job. Like, I honestly don't know how much credit there really is to give to Jeff Saturday. Maybe a little bit. Jim Ursay, you crazy kook of an old man. Like, just hiring your friends and having it, like, work out so much. But uh, I'm going to give a huge shout-out to 30-year-old Parks Frazier. He called the plays for uh, the Colts on Sunday. Uh he was the assistant quarterbacks coach. I didn't get his name last week, but yeah, Parks Frazier. And yeah, that's the first time he's ever called plays in pro or college. So he won an NFL game. That's fucking great. Uh, they put Matt Ryan in the game, which I mean, obviously Matt Ryan is better than Sam Ellinger, but... Uh, and Jonathan Taylor, he had a Jonathan Taylor type of run. And honestly, that was kind of the game. Uh, on the other hand... The Raiders are a fucking joke. I I knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. I knew they were pretenders. I didn't think they were going to be this fucking bad. Um, let's just start with Josh McDaniels. That man is a joke of a head coach. He started his head coaching career with the Broncos. Started 6-0. Got caught for cheating. Um, and since then, with the rest of his Broncos tenure and now the Raiders, he is 7-24. Like, what the fuck? That's just a bad head coach. Um, I don't know if he gets fired. I mean, fuck. If I'm the Raiders, I do a full reset because it's clearly not working. Um, like the Vikings, who are 7-0 and in one-score games, the Raiders are 0-6 in one-score games. So, that's bad. Uh, the, the one bright spot is Max Crosby. has He has seven sacks this year. However, the rest of the team only has three. Uh, Chandler Jones, who was one of their big offseason additions, people thought, oh, that tandem in Las Vegas, Crosby and Jones, watch out. Chandler Jones is completely washed. Uh, he is literally just a non-factor. So, 
and there was rumors Derek Carr might get traded this offseason, but who knows? Lots of question marks for the Raiders, but they're they're just a bad team right now. Uh, moving along, though, this was a game that I definitely did not expect. Uh, Cowboys 28, Packers 31. So, Packers. I have been saying since I did my off-season preview show with the NFC North, this is what the Packers need to do. They need to run the football really well with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Check. Uh, they need to play good defense. Half check, but they're hurt more now than they were in the offseason, so I'm going to give them a check. And Aaron Rodgers needs to pick his spots, and boy did he ever this week. I don't understand what was so hard to like do that the entire time. Like, run the football. Just run the football behind your two great running backs. Aaron Jones had 24 carries for 138 yards, and A.J. Dillon had 13 carries for 65 yards. Like, that's what they needed to do. Rodgers only attempted to throw the ball 20 times. He had three touchdowns. That is perfect. This is exactly the type of football that the Packers needed to play. I think it's too late for them at this point. Uh... Who knows, though? The NFC is all, like, completely wide open. And last note for the Packers, huge shout-out to Christian Watson, who did catch all three of Aaron Rodgers', Aaron Rodgers touchdown passes. Uh, the rookie out of North Dakota State. Uh, looks like Rodgers might have found his guy, hopefully. Uh, and, yeah, Cowboys, you just flat-out got outplayed. Mike McCarthy did some Mike McCarthy type of things. Uh He's truly just not a good coach. He needs to leave regardless of what happens this season because I think this team is really just propped up by Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore as the coordinators of the team. Um, and yeah, the Cowboys before this game were 195-0 when having a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. That was season and postseason. So now they're 195-1 when leading by 14 going into the fourth quarter. So that's a crazy stat. Uh, Cowboys defense still played relatively well, all things considered. They did obviously need to stop the run, and that did not happen. Uh, well, now I'm curious what the time of possession battle was, because if the, if the Packers dominated time of possession, this game makes way more sense to me. But checking, bad podcasting... Yeah, no, they only had five minutes, so it was just a good, yeah, it, it just, it literally just wasn't the Cowboys game. They just completely blew it. Like, the team played well, all, all things considered, but, yeah. Uh, next game up, Cardinals 27, Rams 17. Who cares? Like, this was a game that, I don't, I don't know. Like, this was a preseason type of game. We got Colt McCoy versus John Wolford. Uh, Colt McCoy is a really good backup quarterback, though. He's a guy that you want to have as your backup quarterback, but hey, whatever. Uh, Rondale Moore had a good game. Hopefully more of that from him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had another good game. I know James Conner had like a good game fantasy-wise. I know he didn't put up a lot of yards per carry, but... Yeah, congrats, Cardinals. You beat up on a really shitty Rams team. And yes, I am. They're a bad team now. 
John Wolford was not good, and now Cooper Cup is out for the year. So, and Matt Stafford is injured. There is nothing. They have no run game. Their offensive line is shit. They have no weapons. It's really just Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on that defense. That might be a team that might completely fall apart this offseason. Matt Stafford might retire. Sean McVay might go to the media. Aaron Donald might retire. And then that just leaves Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey to... uh, God, who knows? But Rams are a complete mess. Uh, They also don't have their first-round pick, so that's fun. Go Lions. That's why I'm excited for them in 2023. Uh, Last game of the night, though, Sunday Night Football. Chargers 16, Niners 22. This game sucked. This game was very underwhelming. I thought that the Niners, off a bye with their new weapons would come out in this depleted Chargers defense and they would just run over them. Credit to the Chargers defense because they got even more hurt in this game. Uh, I think they only have like two starting tackle or starting defensive tackles now. So that's good. I mean, it's not good, but Chargers are just hurt. But yeah, the Niners just, they needed to show me more. That was something that like only 22 points against this Chargers defense, like really. Um... And Jimmy G, he had a great game for Jimmy G's standards. Uh, he is now 10-2 and two when throwing zero touchdown passes. Yes, and I said he is 10-2 and two when he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. That's how much this team doesn't need him at the quarterback position. Uh, but yeah, to his standards, he had a great game. It was a Jimmy G type of game, though. He did exactly what they needed to do. He hit his spots. By all means, he's not a bad quarterback, but he's Jimmy G. This is what you get. Uh, Chargers, on the other hand, I don't even know what you can say. You guys are hurt. Your coach is an idiot. Uh, Justin Herbert, I I want to shit on him, but I also don't want to get into the, like, it being my trope that, oh, I'm a Tua guy. Fuck Justin Herbert, because... I I I was wrong about Justin Herbert coming out of the draft. I thought he was complete, completely good to flame out. I still don't think he's a winner. I am standing firm on that. I do not believe in him when the lights are bright. Uh, but right now, this team is so banged up. They It's hard for him to do it all, all by himself. And that's the thing that bugs me too about being obviously a Miami and a Tua guy. Is that when Tua wasn't playing well for... I mean, the first two years of his career, it was, oh, he doesn't have weapons. He doesn't have weapons. The coaching sucks. Like, and those are the exact same excuses for Justin Herbert right now. But instead of a lot of Miami fans being, oh, yeah, we understand that. It sucks. It's, no, let's just shit on Justin Herbert constantly and just to raise two up. And it can be, yeah, no, they're both good quarterbacks. I would still take Tua over Justin Herbert nine. I was going to say nine times out of 10. That's stupid. 10 times out of 10, I would take Tua over Justin Herbert. Let's get that clear. Easily. Tua is a far better quarterback. I trust him way more in the clutch. Uh, yeah, I'm still not a fan of Justin Herbert. He's still a good quarterback. And we'll talk about that very shortly when we get into the QB rankings. Actually, no, that's a pretty good segue for the QB, QB rankings. So let's get straight into that. Okay, so QB ranking time. So, uh... There is a QB ranking quiz that I use, uh, courtesy of 
Bladen Kirk. Uh, it's Bladen.com, I think, the, uh, the website name. But basically, it gives you the pictures of the quarterback, and you just have to pick the better one. And through a consensus, like, ranking and computer shit that I don't understand, it gives you your top 32. I think it's a super fun way to do it instead of just sitting there and writing a list. So... Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, the one thing about this, though, it had Sam Ellinger as a starter. I'm going to throw Matt Ryan in. So Sam Ellinger was 32, but obviously he's out now. So the new 32nd best quarterback in the league, drum roll, Marcus Mariota. This was usually a spot reserved for Zach Wilson. Marcus Mariota literally shows me nothing, though, going forward. He's already old. At least Zach Wilson is young. That's kind of the only difference between the two, in my opinion, is you know Marcus Mariota has nothing to give. Z Zach Wilson's still young. Maybe, maybe, very small chance he'll turn it around. But yeah, so if Mariota is 32, that puts Zach Wilson at 31. Not much to say about Zach Wilson. If you listen to the podcast, you know I just don't believe in him at all. He's an idiot. It is what it is. Uh, ugh, this is going to be so annoying to do. Okay. So let's just... No, actually. I'll, I'll remember. I'll try to remember. The numbers might get messy because of the Matt Ryan thing. My bad. But uh, at 30, we have Carson Wentz. Not playing right now. Again, bonehead of a quarterback. But he can throw for 350 yards fairly consistently sometimes not really but I still like him better than Zach Wilson this isn't saying a lot I shouldn't really talk about a lot of these guys for really being honest uh 29 Kenny Pickett show me more show me more that's all uh at 28 I have Baker Mayfield uh not really much to say he hasn't really played a lot this year so it's kind of hard to rank him I'm still a kind of a believer in Baker but he needs to play. I don't know if he'll get another chance. I mean, he's still going to be in the league like this time next year, but God knows doing what. Uh, 27, Davis Mills. Perfectly competent quarterback. He's going to be a backup for a long time. He's just not a starter, though. Uh, Texans need to find a guy in the draft and looks like they're going to have the number one pick, so they'll have their pick between Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Um... Number 26, though, I have Ryan Tannehill, former Dolphins quarterback, uh, went to the Titans, kind of took over for Marcus Mariota, and just slightly better than Marcus Mariota. He's a game manager. That's what he does, but can't rely on him to win any game. That's all you can say. Uh, and I think this is where I'm going to slot in Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan, 25, um... I mean, he got benched earlier or earlier this year. He's thrown a ton of interceptions. I mean, fuck, he did have a 39-yard run. Uh, so good for him. But he's, he's again, he's a statue. <sighs> it's the end. It, it's his last season of his career. But he was an MVP at one point. But right now he's 25. Uh, at 24, another former Dolphins quarterback. It's Jacoby Brissett. Uh Honestly, like Tua, he got away from that coaching and those weapons that we had. And he's, I won't say thrive, but he's looked pretty good. He looks like he can be a stop filler starter for some teams. So good for Jacoby. He's at 24. Uh, 23 on the list. 
Jameis Winston. So yeah, this list also doesn't have Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton's just not a good quarterback. He's going to be a backup, but just he's not someone you want on the field starting for your team. Neither is really Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston is at least a bozo enough to maybe win you some fluky games, also lose you some fluky games. But yeah, it's Jameis. You get what you get. Uh, At 22, I got Daniel Jones. Not much to say. He's been great this year doing. He's doing exactly what the Giants are asking, but I don't believe in him whatsoever. Uh, We'll probably still be the starter there next year, but the Giants are going to have to find someone to to replace him eventually. Uh, 21 on the list, I got Mac Jones. They team needs a wide receiver one. I like Jacoby Myers. He's solid. He also needs, yeah, we want to talk about bad offensive coordinators. It doesn't probably get worse than Matt Patricia. So Mac at 21 seems fair. Show me something. Show me literally anything, but Mac at 21. Uh, at 20, I got Lions quarterback Jared Goff. He's good when everything's good around him, but less to an extent of some of the other guys that I'm going to talk about soon, but Goff at 20. Uh, 19, we got Derek Carr. He was much higher on my list uh, before this season, but they got him weapons and he's doing nothing. I mean, I think Josh McDaniels is an idiot, but maybe he needs a new uh, a new change in scenery. Who knows? Uh, 18, I got Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you just heard that stat. 10-2 and two when he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. So you literally don't need him on the field to win games. So Jimmy G, 18. 17, a huge fall from grace. I think I had him at 7 before the season. But Russell Wilson literally has shown nothing. He's just been bad this year. He honestly, he could be lower if it wasn't for what he's done previously. I should have said this at the top, but... A lot of what's taken into account is what's previously, not just this season. So that's why Russ is still 17, because fuck, he could easily be 25, if we're really being honest. But Russ, 17. Uh, At 16, we got Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford has been hurt this year. The offensive lines sucked. Uh... He's just getting older, though, and I don't think that he's really going to be getting back to that top 10 form. They gave it all. They won that Super Bowl last year, and now it just thinks like things are fading away for him. Uh, at 15, I got one of the younger guys. I got Justin Fields here. He hasn't... This might be recency bias, whatever, but he's really fucking impressed me. Like, yeah, I would much rather have Justin Fields right now than Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, or... or Derek Carr, Jimmy G, like those types of guys. Like, give me Justin Fields. Yeah, he's young, still needs to work on some shit, but give me Justin Fields. Uh, And right ahead of him, I have Trevor Lawrence. I'm still a big believer in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, More consistencies needed from him, obviously, but I like Lawrence at 14. Uh, Kirk Cousins at 13. So I have said this to people. Kirk Cousins is my threshold on if you have a guy at quarterback or not. If you are below Kirk Cousins, you need to find yourself a new quarterback. Obviously, the younger guys like Lawrence Fields, Max, Zach Wilson, it's subject to change for the most part. But if you have a veteran guy who is worse than Kirk Cousins, 
you got to find yourself a new quarterback. So Kirk's at 13. He does some great things, does some ridiculously stupid things, but that's what you get with Kirk Cousins. Uh, And really close to that line right now is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott needs to show me something that he's just not another one of these game manager types of guys. Uh, He's going to need to do it in the playoffs if we're really being honest. But yep, Dak is there at 12. Uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray is at 11. I still believe in Kyler. I just think, I mean, fuck, I've been saying it all season. He needs a coach that isn't a fucking moron, uh, someone that wants to work with him, and maybe it'll get turned around. He is just kind of a baby and a toddler. I mean, literally a toddler about everything. So he needs some growing up to do also. That's kind of funny, but because he's short. But (laughs) Um, but yeah, Kyler at 11. And now we get into the top 10 with top 10 quarterback, Geno Smith. This, again, complete recency bias, but we're now 10 weeks into the season and Geno Smith's play has not fallen off at all. He's been a top 10 quarterback the entire season. I don't know if it's going to be sustainable for the next several years, but the Seahawks are probably going to re-sign him. So good for Geno for really getting that second chance. I love to see it. Uh, Right ahead of Geno is... Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is having a fantastic season. Top three quarterback. That roster around him is fucking incredible. Uh, He's just, yeah, he's number nine. I just like the guys ahead of him better. Doesn't mean I don't love Jalen Hurts. Uh, There's things I need to see him work on. I think he does need to become a better passer. But Jalen Hurts at nine right now. Right ahead of him, we got Justin Herbert. So I have Herbert at eight. Show me something. You have a lot of stats. You got the flashy numbers. I don't care. Show me something. Show me something more than garbage time stats. That's all I want to see. Uh, yeah, at seven, we got Joe Burrow. I like Burrow a lot. Uh, he's the second best quarterback in that 2020 draft class. Uh, Q2 at six, obviously, if you're keeping track. But... um. Yeah, he's good. I just believe in him more than Herbert right now. I think Herbert's probably more talented than Burrow, but right now, got to go with Joe. Uh, And yeah, at six, I have Tua. I mean, he's top three MVP candidate right now. He leads the league in tons of metrics. Uh, He's so fucking accurate. He can throw the ball everywhere on the field. People are like, Oh, he can't throw the ball 65 yards. It doesn't fucking matter. This is this is the problem. You don't need a quarterback to throw 65 yards. He can throw it. Uh, yeah. Not going to get into it. Two is number six. Two is the best quarterback of that 2020 class. I am firmly standing on that. He was always the number one quarterback in that class. He just needed a chance. He's finally getting that chance. I love Tua. Uh, we get a number five. It's Lamar Jackson. MVP... That man can do things with his legs that no one has done since Mike Vick. But unlike Mike Vick, he can actually throw the ball pretty well. Um, Again, I want to see him with better weapons around him, but he just makes it work. He's won an MVP. It is what it is. So getting into the top four now, this is where it kind of gets dicey based off stuff this season based off stuff I've seen over their careers but I still have Aaron Rodgers number four um 
that man's still elite. I mean, he literally won back-to-back MVPs. Uh, he's four. That, again, I think hopefully this is the week where it seems like they sorted things out and what the focus of the team is going to be going forward, which is running the ball. But Aaron Rodgers is four, and right ahead of him is the old dinosaur Tom Brady. Again, like Rodgers, things just haven't gone the Bucks' way this season. Their receivers are dropping everything. They've had... Either way, it's not Brady's fault. Brady's been playing good ball, so Tom Brady is still easily number three. Josh Allen is number two. Again, someone who recently... Has he been playing bad? But Josh Allen is an elite talent in this league. You just got to cut down on the bonehead stuff. I'm sure he will. He's number two right now. And number one, no shock to anyone, I've got Pat Mahomes... What can you really say? He's won a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. He's won an MVP. I mean, fuck, he's been top five MVP ever since he's really been in the league. He's he's incredible. And he can't, like, he has nothing to prove to me. Nothing to prove. So, yeah, Pat Mahomes, number one. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Cover Zero podcast. Uh, yeah, this week coming up, actually, no, before that, It's nuts right now that in the playoffs, we have the entire AFC East and the entire NFC East. The fact that all eight of those teams are in, especially before the season where people thought, okay, the Bills, the Dolphins, yeah, sure. The Eagles, the Cowboys, that makes sense. But the Giants, the Commanders, the Pats, and the Jets, that's nuts that right now we're all in the playoff picture. Uh, NFC beast, AFC beast, uh, you love to see it. Uh... If you're watching on video, my handlebar mustache is growing in even better now. Uh, Like always, I have a link in my bio, uh, cover underscore zero pod. If you want to donate for my Movember fund, would appreciate it. Uh, But other than that, like, share, retweet. Retweet? Did I say retweet? But as always, if you've liked the video, but as always, if you like the podcast, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.